Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hello. Hello there. This episode was called... Objects at Rest. Ah, yes. The... Which is kind of weird, because no one rested. They all were moving around still. <laughs> they, were, they were coming to rest, I guess. True, true. There wasn't quite as much motion as there was in the last episode. We'll, a we'll a settling in. A settling in. Sure. Any initial thoughts? Oh, Londo's a crazy man. <laughs> or his, his eyeball shoulder pad is crazy. Uh... And that, that speech at the end, like, it just made me feel horribly depressed. Uh-huh. I know it's supposed to be, like, good Inspiring. advice, but it's like, yeah, that's just makes me feel awful. Like, if that was my 21st birthday thing, I'd be like... Especially if a parent... If, if your parents are dead. Yeah, like, like two years ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I wish you would have told me he loved me while he was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully he, hopefully he would, in addition to, to leaving you a message from uh, before you were even born. But, so yeah, lot, lots of, lots of uh, wrappings up here yeah. and s- seeing where people are kind of settling in. People, I guess there's not much to say about some of them. Franklin, we knew he was kind of off. He, he just wore, let him do it. Had we ever seen that doctor before? He looked familiar. I think so. Yeah, a couple I could, times, at least this season. Okay, I, I mean, I could totally see she that. Might be the I can one tell that... humans apart. I cannot tell Narn apart. <laughs> she might be one of those that was working with him when he was down in Brown Sector setting up all the... Plus, oh. I wondered if it was someone that had, like, contradicted or, like, questioned him or something. But, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to... Yeah, she didn't look... She, she looked, looked familiar. She looks vaguely familiar, but not for sure familiar, yeah. so I'd have to look it up. All these people really waited till the last moment to be like, eh, you're going to be my replacement and I'm leaving in five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Frank is like, yeah, I just want to do it all at once. Bye. <laughs> I know. It's like the sort of thing that only happens on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least Jakar had a good excuse for it. Yeah, like, he meant like, to stay longer. And then, he meant to stay yeah. longer. But he's like, you know, I have to go now. This is way yeah, out of hand. Like someone a, tried to kill me. That's a different circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. It was dual purpose, too. He's like, it'll take Lita with me. <laughs> and she needs to get off this base now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. But I I do enjoy it. It was fun watching Talon this watch through, knowing that he ends up being the new ambassador, which you had to be reminded who he was. Yes. Technically, but. Yeah. Like, he, he comes to the door, and I'm like, do we know who this guy is? And everyone's like, yeah, he's the guy with the sword. I'm like, <laughs> I, I got nothing, guys. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> He, I, I don't know he, he made as big of an impression on me the first time I watched it uh, either. He didn't really make it, yeah, a huge He's impact. just one of the one of the Narns that Jakar talked to. Yes. I thought it was a little interesting just that, like, the first, first person he talks to is Veer. So, like, the Centauri ambassador and the oh. future Jakar, or uh, Narn ambassador is, like, already, like, on speaking terms, which is a completely different setup from the beginning. That That's is. true. I thought it was interesting. It's kind of make you wonder why Veer was heading down that direction. I mean, I know they're, it's like, in, an ambassadorial suite, but I always, I always assume, like, the Centauri and the Narns headquarters they, were like separated opposite, a little bit like opposite ends of the ambassadorial maybe he was going to go sector. meet some other ambassador could be could be just taking a walk yeah yeah <laughs> no taking a walk is bad for you yeah that's true we learned <laughs> that this episode um yeah <laughs> Sheridan uh ran into some, into some problems there but well first we'll let's say that this touch on that nice uh his exit speech or Delin's exit speech <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of passed the buck there although uh, this is one of those cases where I think the TV is like an idealized version of real life. Cause mm-hmm. it's kind of neat that like the entire crowd was just there and like this kind of reverent silence. No one was like clapping yeah. or cheering or anything. <laughs> it was like, I can't see that it's happening in real life, but it was like, I get the idea. It's yeah. kind of a nice, 
somber moment. Yeah. yeah. It would never happen for real. No. no. <laughs> like, I like all the people standing in the window when he's leaving. That oh, was again, it wouldn't happen, but that was a great shot. That was a great shot. And like the. The new, it's the new lineup now. It's the next generation. Minus, five next We don't generation. have a Mimbari ambassador, though. That's true, we don't. Mm -hmm. yeah, they'll have to work on that. But everyone else, I mean... Everyone, yeah, the, the new... Like, oh. I, I feel like if Babylon 5 wasn't already like trying to distinguish itself from, from Star Trek, they, they might have done a Babylon yeah, 5 yeah, next, next generation. generation. But doing that would feel like, mm -hmm. no, you're totally trying to be Star Trek, especially since that was still pretty fresh at the yeah. time. But, like, but very the, fresh. Yeah, but the implication is nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he saw that they were saluting him. <laughs> uh, it was in their their heart, their soldiers' hearts. They're like, they okay, you need to put your ship up and then look in the window, and we'll salute you, and you salute us, <laughs> and it'll be really cool. <laughs> it's just a show. You should really just relax. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so it's just a show. <laughs> So how did you feel about this whole thing, business of uh, Lanier and the, um, while the ship was in hyperspace? This is all a very, that whole awkward situation came to a very awkward head. I, I feel like, I don't know, Lanier's been off on his own for so long, and then he was presented with a, a choice that he, you know, never had to make before. Like, do I save Sheridan, mm -hmm. or do I just leave him to die? And I, I don't know, like that. Impulse, scared, what do I do? Do I endanger the rest of the ship? Because this has been sealed off mm -hmm. to protect other people. But I I don't know. I think it was just a bad choice. I mean, a choice that, the, that one part of his brain wanted to make. But mm -hmm. just he let it take over. Yeah. And I think you're, like, you're right that he's been alone so long that it just kind of, it's probably been festering and, worse and, than it and, needed to be. I don't know, would that be part of like the ranger's training? Like... The needs of the many well, you, outweigh you, the needs of the few. The you're world. giving him a lot greater credit than I think Lanier would give himself. Like, uh, it, there's certainly a part of that. Like, you know, as much as he said, like, I didn't, I didn't wish harm on you, but then there's always a thing. If Sheridan wasn't around, then... yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I think he saw that for just a second. Yeah, he saw that possibility, and it, and like, and like the Lynn said, each of us have things in in our moment that we don't even know and that are in our own psyche and. Yeah, sometimes these things just happen. It's it's interesting. Like it's really just sad for. I mean, Lanier just just horrible. But he's kind I, of gotten a bad hand. <laughs> yeah, I do find it. And I I didn't know it was this bad. Like God, Lanford as wise as you are. Like seriously. <laughs> well, she has her blind spots. Yeah, she has blind. But that's what a I, big blind spot. What yeah. I love about and the thing is, she has this pure love towards him. I think that's a problem. She sees his relationship to her as she sees like a son or a family member. Yeah, and she thinks that he's re reciprocating like she does it to him, which is not the same. Yeah. I, that might make sense. But I love that Delenn, she's always very forgiving. You know, she could have been mad at Lanier, but she's like, no, don't, you know, it's, it's you know, she puts the best spin on everything, which is really kind of cool for her, especially since we say, you know, I think you've said that J. Michael himself has a very hard time with forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And Delenn, as a character, really doesn't. <laughs> That's an interesting point. And then Sheridan took it surprisingly. I mean, he wasn't angry. He was angry, but he wasn't like yeah, yeah. typical Sheridan angry. Get fly off the handles. Yes. Without without Delenn, I think he would have been yeah worse. I think if it was Almost somebody certainly. else. Almost certainly, yeah. And someone else, yeah. Very unusual circumstances there. I guess I remember seeing, uh, this is some behind-the-scenes trivia. I think I remember seeing that 
the actor who plays Lanier actually pitched that an arc for him. Oh, really? About him be, having this interest in Dylan. And I don't know. I don't know how far into the arc he pitched it, but like, and JMS doesn't usually take. You know, yeah, doesn't always incorporate actors' ideas, obviously, because he has his own plan. But that one is one that he he went with. Because I remember hearing at one point that like the. You know, we've talked about the trap doors for characters yeah. that the ambassadorial assistants were potential replacements for the ambassadors and for the ambassadors in case anything should ever happen yeah. to an actor. That's smart. Yeah, which is which makes sense. Thankfully, nothing happened to any of the, no, the because alien ambassadors because that would have been messed up a but lot. But to have that kind of like backup plan, yeah, that's that's brilliant because a lot of shows are like, okay, this actor died now. What what do what, we do? What do, we do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, and then Londo. Londo, yes. A, it's, he's like, you sure you don't have any alcohol? Pre, please? Please, even a, yeah. 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 It's not just an addiction. He really, he desperately like, wanted to be able to talk to them. Did. Yeah. yeah. That was rough. And just at the end, it was like, no matter what happens, I'm your friend. It's like, oh. <laughs> or you're my friend. And, and, and you get to love how, like, at the end of that, Sheridan and Dylan are just like, what? What? What, what was that a, <laughs> yeah. all about? What? I, they're so befuddled by, yeah. just by the fact all that. that he was there was weird. Like, uh-huh. at first it was like almost a dreamlike sequence. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, Sheridan's looking out over the landscape and then he turns around and he's like, Bondo's just there. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So th- those are seeds that wouldn't come to fruition for. A long time. They get into this a little bit in the Centauri books, but you can kind of put the pieces, connect the dots here. Basically, in, so in 16 years, um, there's a keeper in the urn. The keeper does get to David. I think that's what they say Yeah, I think their, their the kid is. Uh, Sheridan Dillon go to Centauri Prime to, to rescue him, okay. which they do somehow. Well, well yeah, don't, and then do in the flash forward, is, you see... Is this not in the next episode? No, this is not in the next episode. Re- remember the the future episode? It's, there's a time jump, right? Well, yes, there is a time no, jump in the remember, next episode. But I'm, I'm, remind, I'm reminding you about the flash. Remember the flash forward episode? Oh, that one, yes. And is it David's yes, yes. safe? Yes. They, they talk about this in the flash forward. Where okay. That's why Delenn and Sheridan were even on, on Centauri. Okay, to save him. To save from him. From the Keeper. Yes. From, so, so it's one of those things that there's not, the dots are all there, but you... Yeah, you have to be a, a good student to... And if you really want to know the exact circumstances, there's a book trilogy that Got it. that covers Got it. it. So, so like in 16 years, does the eye does the keeper also like grow an arm and just like punch its way out of the little goblet? <laughs> it hatches like an egg, maybe. The arm was to open it or something, give it to him, or I, does I it guess just come so. pop out? Oh, maybe the bo- he said the bottom was sealed. Maybe it pops out that seal at the bottom. They that, made a point about his, that. Yeah, that could with be his fist. With his fist. <laughs> He just kind of like, it well, sprouts up from under the bottom <laughs> and punches downward. Something like that. It was more like spidery tentacles, wasn't it? When we saw... It's like we, a moldy patch of old skin. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like when we when we saw it detached from oh, the one yeah. guy and it like skittered oh, across the floor oh, on the Wando. that sequence of animation was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like creepy thing. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Fortunately, podcasts, you can't see that... Oh, you, you're, the the art, your arm, yeah, your Ugh. your arm gestures are very. It's like black spaghetti. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Anyways, oh, and that one look that um, I've seen some people theorize that one look that Dylan has oh. watched when she, she looks at Londo and like oh, she's like she knew, she's like this weird sixth sense thing. 
I mean, because you see the the keeper looking at her, but like mm-hmm. she's I, like I, she's seeing into into I, him. I think so. she senses it. I don't think she knows what it is. She probably doesn't. Yeah, exactly. But and we hadn't seen this for a lot from Dylan, but there was that one scene way back when um, I think it was Simon's importance when um, she's talking with Morden, and suddenly she like she has this triangle on her forehead for some weird reason. It's like her shadow senses had oh, okay. had went off. Oh, so if she has shadow senses, it's still. It's spider Dylan, like we've been saying spider all the time. <laughs> That's what's going to happen in the next episode. Yep, yeah. spider Dylan. She spider. reaches her final she form. The clone saga. It finally happens after all this time. <laughs> but anyway, so she gives birth. She but anyway, I, I was... So I, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what the kid looks like. Maybe. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but anyway, I just thought that was... When I was reading about that in connection with this, I was yeah. like, oh, that's interesting. Because I had not remembered that the first time and then kind of connected to... The yeah, has a sort of like shadow sense, which yeah. is interesting. Um, this is not exactly shadows, but it's close. Yeah. It's Shades. Evil. Shadow of a shadow. Shady, shadow. shady things. The shady drock. Anyway, I think that's all I got. That's all I got. No, no spoiler corner. No spoiler corner? <laughs> we could. It's our last opportunity to do a spoiler corner, guys. Sort of. No. No. But anyway, so yeah, this is uh, this was the uh, end of this era of Babylon 5. And then we have one last episode. Oh, man, that's crazy. Yep, one last episode. So don't miss it. Be sure, if you're not subscribed already, be sure you're <laughs> subscribed to us on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. And maybe listen to some of our other Babylon 5. You should probably <laughs> go back to the beginning. Or... Well, you never know. This could be someone's first episode of Babylon 5 Weekly Hijack. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing <laughs> are with you your doing? life? <laughs> uh, you've been missing out, so go go I'm check very out. Very confused also. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. But anyway, until next time, one last episode, this is Tim. This is Nick. This is Brianna. Bye-bye.